Welcome to Wisish Woman, where we delve into life experiences, mistakes, insecurities, and more. This week, we discuss the reality of living in Miami in hopes of becoming Wisish. I'm your host, Sonia. I'm Anna. And I'm Gabby. Welcome to Miami. Ew. It's not the same V as Will Smith, but you guys get the, you get the vibe. Uh, Miami, the city that is loved by Will Smith, Drake, Rick Ross. We'll throw Rick Ross in here. You know, we got some great, great people from Miami. Sometimes I feel like we're very underrated, only loved when it's a vacation spot. But there's so much more to Miami. And this episode, we're going to highlight the reality of living in Miami like any city in the country, it has its pros, it has its cons. We have two locals, one born, raised, bred Miamian. Isn't that three <laughs> locals? I mean, because aren't we all technically locals now? Yeah, but I'm the original one. So okay, Miami's the, I mean, <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Gabby's native to Miami. Yeah, Gabby's native. Born, raised, 22 years in the 305. Anna, been here since undergrad. Been here four years? Four years? Five years? Yeah, about right. About right. About right. I, you know, sometimes depending on my feelings about Miami, I consider myself a Miami local, depending on the day, the year, the month. But yeah, I actually don't too. consider myself a local, but when people tell me that I'm from Miami, I'm like... <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. But, you know, we move forward. We move forward. My answer for sure changes. If someone from Miami asks if I'm a local, I'm like, no, I'm not. Central Florida. But people exactly. back home, when they ask, I rep that 305 like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> so let's get right into the segment. We have a new segment called Side to Side. Some might say it might be Ariana Grande song, but this new segment is where we have two of the ladies of Wisish Women take a side and debate each other. The third lady, me, Sonia, will mediate the debate, introduce the topics, and make sure we stay friends at the end of the day. So before we get started with the topics, I'm going to introduce the debaters. Gabby, she will be highlighting the positive experience in Miami because, you know, she is a native and it serves her well to highlight the positive sides of Miami. Anna. Anna will be highlighting the negative experience in Miami because if you know her, she got opinions on Miami. Okay, I will be speaking for Sonia in some parts too, okay? You know, I'm going to just say it. <laughs> and I hope I... change people's minds if they don't like Miami. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Ooh, you guys, you guys aren't here, but you can't feel the heat right now. It is like, <laughs> oh, commenting back on what Anna said, um, you know, as a mediator, I say unbiased, but you know, it's up to Anna's game. If she wants to highlight some of the things I've said, you know, points might be given to her, points might be deducted from her. You never know. You never know, guys. And then before we get into the topics, the rules, each, each debater will get exactly five minutes to debate their stance. Um, if one debater is talking, the other debater cannot interrupt them or else time will be taken off of them. So this is some real serious stuff, guys. It is like 
Republican Democratic debates. No fooling around. Those debates are always a mess, but this one won't be. You guys ready? Welcome to Side to Side, presented by Wisish Woman. The first topic, geographics of Miami. In this topic, we discuss neighborhoods, diversity, Miami itself compared to other parts of Florida. Who would like to go first? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Okay. Okay. First one, rock, paper, scissor, shoot. Anna will be starting off the debate. Our first topic will be geographics of Miami. So we can talk about neighborhoods, di the diversity within them, Miami compared to other cities within Florida, and all that good stuff. Anna, are you ready? I'm ready as I can be. Okay. Time will start when you speak. Okay, but can we just start about how Miami only has one county? I am from Pinellas County in Clearwater, Florida, and I can tell you there's four more other counties within around us. And I don't know, I feel like putting such a big scale of land within one county can only make more conflict for a government to run uh, smoothly. So, you know, those are, those are my opinions, as well as like, I feel because we are in Miami-Dade County, uh, there is a lot of diversity, but it's also kind of just squished together. You know what I mean? I mean, Miami is well known for the Cuban um, nationality here. And so, you know, they have their spot here and well, well, well done, you know? They have a spot um, to call home in America, and that's great. Um, but I feel like we lose touch of all the other um, nationalities, like uh, the you know everybody from the Caribbean islands or like Venezuelans, Colombians. Like I feel like we rarely hear about them. So um, I don't know. Like it's it's kind of a shame that they're kind of gone unseen. As well as like going back to the whole govern governance of Miami Day, like there isn't enough infrastructure for transportation. Um, most of Miami population is suburban, you know, um, and that goes a lot left. Like it goes unnoticed so often. Like you barely hear about um, Little Haiti or um anywhere or you know the little cracks of like between Wynwood and Brickle and Coral um Coconut Grove like all of those little towns go so unseen and you kind of have to question like why you know like who is really in charge of not allowing these communities to kind of thrive as much as the Cuban community you know what I mean I don't know. It's just questionable. I'm not blaming anybody, but it is questionable. As well as, I mean, yeah, going back to like the infrastructure, you know, climate change is real and Miami is only going, it's only going down. You know what I mean? Like it's literally going to sink. And so, you know, I think kind of going back to the whole governance again, like what are, I haven't really heard about what Miami-Dade is doing about you know, the infrastructure of roads and buildings outside of Biscayne Bay. Like not, like not only Biscayne Bay is going to 
sink. It's like the entire of Miami Dade. That's all I got to say. Well said, Anna. Brought up very, very good points. Very good points. Gabby. First of all, I think even though everyone always mentions this, even though Miami is flat, I think that it's very convenient, the fact that it's flat, because you never have to park uphill or downhill, or you never have to worry about, I don't know, you never have to worry about any of that. That always scares me. But I think, I think that's the first thing that's wonderful about it. Then I would think that the dense diversity that Anna was talking about, I think that's actually pretty great because this is basically like the center hub for like Latino diversity. So we have Colombians, Venezuelans, Cubans. We have a lot of different nationalities here, which really, they usually get mixed or they usually get grouped together in the rest of the United States. So here it's really good to show how different each of those cultures is. Even though the Cuban population is much bigger, I do think that different Latinos have been able to create their own little stamp on Miami. But there's much more room for improvement. So I'm happy for that. But I do think that because of this diversity that Miami has, there has been a lot of adversity on the Latino community too. Or like, historically, there's been a lot of adversity that we face, which is also a big part of why Cubans are so proud and so loud to be here. And I really think it goes to show how important Miami has been in our history. I think that the most important part about the geographics of Miami is how how diverse we've been able to keep it and how much we've been able to accept more people from different communities and they've been able to make their place in Miami. Some things I jotted down when you guys were talking, Gabby, you do highlight that there is a mix of Latin diversity within Miami. When I was a freshman, someone told me that Dominicans live in Doral, Cubans live in Kendall, and what there were some other, I think Venezuelans live East Miami. If we I can find them, Venezuelans lived in Doral. Yeah, that's what I thought. Where do Domin- Dominicans live then? Wow. Anyways, if we can find that map, we'll post it on socials. Don't worry. You can get your location set. And another thing that I jotted down about infrastructure that Anna brought up is that since climate change is a real thing, and since Miami has very it is very flat. One thing that Miami government is proposing is to push away residents that live in Overtown. They're going to try to gentrify that area because it's a lot more, um, it's higher than the rest of Miami. So they're trying to gentrify Overtown, push back, which is mostly Black Black people, the Black community mostly live in Overtown. They're trying to push them away so then they can start building more buildings, apartment buildings for them to take over Overtown. The next topic, a simple one. We started out kind of tough and I kind of liked it. Didn't expect it to go that way, but it was good. The second topic is going to college in Miami. Since Anna started off the first one, 
Gabby, you start off this one. What are the pros and the beauty of going to college in Miami? So my pros are probably not the pros of everybody else, but obviously they're my opinions. So I think one good thing about going to college in Miami was being close to my family and having like basically knowing that I was going to be emotionally supported throughout this educational endeavor. So even though I thought that college was going to be really intense and scary, I mean, it wasn't intense, but I at least had my family to fall back on. And another thing that I loved about going to college in Miami was the fact that the majority of the people were Hispanic or the majority of the people were diverse. Because I looked at so many colleges in so many other states and I saw that it was literally like 4% Latino or 7% Latino. And I didn't, I didn't feel identified in those schools as I would have felt here in Miami. And I really enjoyed the fact that I was able to have some comfort food from my home. And like, whenever I knew that I was having a bad night, I knew I could always get Sergio's or I knew I could always get like those good Venezuelan hot dogs. But that was, that was another reason that I really enjoyed it. The fact that the diversity, again, the diversity played a big part of it. I really wanted to stay down here and to have options. I mean, my big thing is always food. So I was glad that I was able to have options of where to eat. Like we have good Asian places, maybe not as many as other cities in the United States, but definitely probably more than other cities in Florida. So I think that's a plus. And I was gonna say that everything is fairly close, but if you don't have a car, then nothing is close. And you have nightlife, you have the beaches, you have heat, you have such a rich culture. I just, I really enjoy it here. I like being able to go out and not worry about, I don't know, not worry about the fact that it's the only bar in town. I don't have to run into someone every single time, you know? Which probably do. That's a pro and a con. It's good that you run into people that you know, and it's also bad because sometimes you don't want to run into people. I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Gabby. That was a good one. Anna, are you ready for your rebuttal? So going to college in Miami, apart from the good things, I believe that the cost of living in Miami-Dade County is expensive AF. Okay, for especially, especially for a college student who really isn't working a full-time job. Their full-time job is class. And so that's something that I definitely overlooked. I didn't consider the cost of living when I moved down here for college. And while I was staying on campus, um, it was a given that campus housing was kind of more expensive, but now that I'm actually living off of campus and I've lived off of campus um, in the past year, um, it's actually not that big of a difference. Like housing for an average two-room apartment in Miami-Dade County is $2,000, two, $2,000 and something dollars. Like 
and I aspire to live in Atlanta. So that's 20 and, and living in Atlanta is 28% lower to live <laughs> in a two room apartment. But out, outside of like housing and everything, I believe that the only real bad thing about college in Miami was for me personally, it was just, it was really hard for me to be a long, like a really long distance from my parents, which was really not that long. Like they lived four hours away. They do live four hours away. Um, but for me personally, that first year was, it was crucial. Like I, I never lived alone, like on my own. I don't have family here. Um, so I did feel alone a lot of the time my first year. Um, and I went back home often on the weekends, but I'm trying to think like, what was another negative thing? Oh yeah. I don't know. Transportation. Um, that goes in the cost of living, right? Um, <laughs> literally I did not, I never had to pay this many tolls in Tampa or Clearwater or like anywhere North, like ever. And people talk about, people were telling me like, oh, you should be taking like the, 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 like the regular roads. And I'm like, yeah, if I take the regular roads, I literally have to leave like an hour before my actual destination time because of all the traffic and the amount of lights <laughs> that there's just is just too much to consider when you're just trying to get from point a to point b like within and i mean the same kind of goes within like the highways you know there's always traffic in miami and it's that's another story like <laughs> we can go into that and the overpopulation about the whole miami dade county um, but yeah, that, that was something that I didn't like and I still don't like till this day. And probably the biggest reason why I won't stay here uh, is because of like the traffic and transportation issue. Um, and it doesn't seem to get better. Grocery shopping here. Oh my goodness. That is such a toll. Like I'm an introvert naturally, but, and so like when I go grocery shopping, I like to be in my, you know, my zone. I just like to go in and go out. But when you're grocery shopping, there's always a lot of people that I don't know, like being around so many people kind of gave me like, like social anxiety almost because I've never been around so many people like at a grocery store. I don't know what the, you know, the, the real issue there is, but I personally just not a fan of being in a crowded space for groceries. You heard it here guys. Anna just dropped the bomb. I think the fact that there's so many people and that the traffic is so bad is mostly because it's a big city, not because of like, I mean, yeah, I do think Miami definitely has a lot of work to do with the infrastructure and transportation, but I don't think that the amount of people in public sort of like changed unless Miami was a smaller city. Like it's just going to continue going up as more people start coming in. I mean, that kind of just goes to like overpopulation though. Um, like if you really want to get into like the nitty gritty, like you could go into why there's no, why there's not many other options within a, within like a three mile radius. Um, there's only a limited amount, right? But then you could also go into the fact that Miami-Dade is kind of, run by small businesses, right? And a lot of people here go to small business grocery stores. But I don't know, like, I don't know, like that, obviously I'm not like bash, I don't wanna bash here. I'm just saying like, 
my personal experience at a grocery store comparing like here comparing to Tampa is just way different and I just feel a lot of pressure being at the grocery store here also there's like I want to say three Walmarts in the entire Miami-Dade County and I kind of would like more Walmarts I don't got the finance to be going to Publix every other week Publix is kind of expensive when they don't have BOGO deals you know what I mean something to touch on Gabby diversity in Miami when you are going to college I'm kind of happy I never went to Gainesville or Tallahassee because the lack of like the lack of diversity there is pretty clear but on the other hand just because we did go to FIU it was just commuter school it's just like people like Anna and I like the ones that weren't commuting commuting to FIU are I feel like we had a kind of rush being adults like we had to learn how to do all these things whereas other people in our classes that would go to class at FIU and then go back home like they didn't have to rush those processes so it's a different experience I think there's a lot of beauty in going to school in Miami for sure and I'm thankful for that but then you kind of see the differences with other people like your colleagues and stuff like that topic 3.3 job opportunities. Anna, you begin. You know, I feel like whenever you're in search for a job here in Miami, it's kind of expected of you to be bilingual in Spanish and in English, right? Obviously, it's kind of a given because you're in Miami and the literally most of the population here is Hispanic and Latino. But it, it, it's kind of a shame too because it doesn't give the opportunity for other other cultures um, within Miami or the incoming people who like the incoming uh, residents to Miami a chance to really get the job right I feel like a lot of employers kind of just ignore those applicants because they don't speak Spanish and you know I mean I don't think that's fair it's not fair the same way it's not fair to turn someone down in Tampa for speaking Spanish over French, you know, I'm all about equality here. And I'm so I think that's the biggest thing within the job um, opportunities. Um, other than that, I feel like there is a lot of job opportunities here because like I said, like there is a lot of small businesses that need workers. Um, as well as like, you know, post, post or like during college, you know, there's a lot of opportunities here because, you know, it is, it is a pretty big city. And while not a lot of industries reside in Miami, besides like, re besides real estate and accounting, there's not much to choose from, which I mean, Miami isn't the only one to have limited industries, right? But um, I think that should be, that should always be considered wherever you're trying to move to. I think as the city grows, the amount of industries that will be available will also grow. But I think I want to, I want to spin like Anna's thing about being bilingual the opposite way. I think that it's great that that's kind of expected of everybody because that way it kind of creates that individualized Miami experience where it's not great for people who don't speak Spanish, but 
when you are approaching a doctor, I would love to know that he could speak Spanish and English. That way I don't have to really worry about not having my needs met because of my language. So that's great because the only other option would be being monolingual. I feel like that's kind of going backwards. That's taking a step back from where we want to be. But one thing that I do think is great about job opportunities in Miami, or maybe it's just like having been here so long, this is what I've experienced. I think there's always, you know, someone who knows someone who can get you that job or people are always very friendly. They're very willing to help. And it was kind of, maybe it's just the fact that I'm, that I'm an extrovert and I talk to everybody, but I think it's great to know that people are looking out for you. Pause on the debate. Real question, real opinion. Do you think the cost of living matches salaries? I don't think that it's necessarily a problem of just Miami. I think it's a problem of the entire United States. So no, I don't think the cost of living matches the wage that we're paid, but I don't think it's an individual problem. Like, I don't think it's just Miami that I can say that for. So I do think that it's something that we could definitely fix. Uh, the reason why I asked, because you're right, it is a national issue, but like you have cities like New York that do match up their wages to cost of living. So it is one of those things of like, in Miami, I think Miami is a great city for the pictures, the vacation, the hospitality, but the grand scheme of things, if you really do want people to come in and live here for a long time, you eventually do have to match those wages with the cost of living because they'd be just building buildings in Miami for no reason. <laughs> okay, Gabby, you ready for the next topic? Uh, Dating in Miami. Let me start by saying, yeah, dating in Miami is a very unique experience. I think, so I think one thing that Miami does have to offer is that we have a lot of young people. So you don't really have to worry about that kind of running out, you know, it's not like small town vibes where you have like 40 young people and like, that's it. That's your dating population. Thankfully, we have a big group of people to choose from. I guess I think it's great the fact that we have so many different places to go to like different bars different clubs so you're able to meet so many different types of people from different walks of life so your life is being enriched even though you don't have to end up dating anybody but like your life is being enriched by these experiences of going to different places and meeting different kinds of people and i don't know you always end up running into somebody you know and could be good, could be bad, you never know. Another thing I think is very unique to Miami is the fact that everyone's very, or a lot of people are very close to their families and their families are a big part of their life. So it's great to be able to meet people's families and to know how they are and to really, you really get to know the character of a person quickly. So it lets you know if you want to continue dating this person, you know, like you always get to tell how a person is when they're with their family. You don't have to really waste your time too much because you can immediately find out if this person is actually who they say they are or if they've been playing games and they're going to keep playing games. <sighs> oh, MG. Um, my favorite topic 
You know, I originally thought moving down here, I was going to meet so many contestants, potential lovers, boyfriends of all different nationalities, races, ethnicities. And let me just let me just state it. I'm still single. <laughs> so maybe that's why I'll have a little negative I'm a little negative tone to my um debate. But from what I've experienced, and I can only speak from what I have experienced because, you know, I haven't met every single man in Miami. But when I go to the setting of being on campus and meeting all these people, um, especially men in my case, boys, let's say boys, um, it was like, nobody was, I get it. I get the hype of Miami, right? I feel like a lot of it comes from the hype of Miami and the amount of access that you have to women and men and all these different people. So I feel like when it comes to men, it kind of like vanishes the opportunity of relationships for them because they have so much access to so many people and so many beautiful women, beautiful men like it's just it's Miami you know like you have the access to it and so the negative part of it is kind of like if you're actually looking for a relationship in Miami it's gonna be it's gonna be a minute okay it's gonna be a minute because most of them are not ready to be committed to one person and you know that's fine as long as they're stating it and making you aware of it but it just sucks on your end because if you're actually looking for a relationship, then you're not going to receive it most likely from here, right? Or there's going to be a limited amount of people who are actually, and it's hard to find. Secondly, I think because everybody is from different places, um, it's kind of hard to navigate how people act around women. With a lot of diversity comes with a, a lot of Unfortunately, it comes with a lot of diff- different ways of misogyny. Let's be honest, right? Misogyny isn't one way. It's, it comes in different forms. And it's hard to be surrounded by that. As well as, you know, Gabby mentioned that people are, people, the people here are closer to their families. And so when that person introduces, a, let's say, a feminine person to the family, the family kind of expects this feminine person to be of service to this potential guy and you know take it as you will if that's if, if you're okay with that you know by all means go for it but not a discount not a wisest woman okay <laughs> other than that i feel like guys are you know guys don't really change much you know what i mean like if you go to Atlanta, like I'm sure I'll meet some pretty similar guys. Um, it's just, it is a little bit different here in Miami, just because, you know, people have the mentality of having fun in Miami, not committing. Um, so we're almost done with the debate. We have two more topics. The next topic is my favorite because I love food. We all do. I think all our friendships, best moments are at a dinner table. Anna, any negative aspects about the food scene in Miami? You know, <laughs> automatically, the only one I can think about is that there's not real Mexican food around. And 
I say that with all my heart because <laughs> obviously I'm Mexican and obviously I can taste the difference. Honestly, that's probably the only negative thing. Yes, there is a lot of Mexican places around here, like quotation Mexican, but sometimes they just they just don't bring the whole Mexican experience, you know? And it sucks. And there's only a few and I still have to find some. So that's the only that's probably the only thing that I have negative to say about the food scene because other than that, you know, like the food is bomb. <laughs> the food is bomb. Like it just goes back to like the whole diversity and inclusion. Like you just, you get so many inf- infused dishes that you're kind of just like, wow, like I've been missing on this my entire life and I can just come to Miami and experience all these other different culture i don't know like that's i don't know i don't have anything negative to say about the food i love the food in miami that's literally one of the main reasons why i have a fork and a knife tattooed on my wrist it's great to know that i can find a lot of different cultures and a lot of different kinds of foods like all over miami i can just look and something interesting will pop up it's just really really great spots that I have kind of made my holy grail of eating here in Miami. And I just, I really enjoy going to those places. It's, it makes the Miami experience, honestly. I came to a conclusion. I think all the best restaurants in Miami have to be North Miami. They have really good places, guys. We're going to save the best for last. Social life, nightlife, social events, sports events. Gabby, your turn. So I love going out at night. I think I love to party. I love to have fun. So <laughs> so I really enjoy the fact that they have different kinds of things to do. Like you don't have to go to a bar or you don't have to go to like a kind of pub. You can go to a club. You can go to different kinds of places. They have raves. They have like festivals. They have food cultural festivals. They have enjoy the fact that we have so many options to choose from. And I think it's amazing the fact that everything is pretty nearby. You can jump from one club in Wynwood to another one right next to it. Okay, Anna, wrap it up, buddy. Obviously, there's a lot of options here in Miami. Um, And I think with a lot of options comes with a lot of opportunities for the criminals. (laughs) And no, we're not talking about the Mexicans, okay? Um, No, I'm talking about the people who take advantage of people who are under the influence and either persuade them to do things or force them to do things with either drugs or whatever manipulative way you could do that, right? I think in Miami, there's a huge opportunity for people to take advantage of people. And that's unfortunate. And I think that even leads to human trafficking. And I don't know, that's probably like the biggest and only negative thing I can think of from the social life. Not gonna lie, Anna, I thought you were gonna bring up your car being towed. When you talked about criminals, I thought you... 
Oh my God. Can we please talk about that? Can we please talk about, I mean, how is, how is towing legal? Like, I don't understand. You're literally stealing my property and then deciding not to give it back to me unless I pay you. Honestly, if you're going to Wynwood, you better take an Uber. There's no need to take your car because it's going to get towed if you don't pay for parking. Yeah. Don't, don't be like me. I, I'm, I literally always drive, but like after I got towed, I'm just, you know, I'd rather not risk it. (laughs) After the towing incident, Anna pays all her parking spots. (laughs) Seriously, and I double check, triple check. Wow, I've gotten very lucky. I never pay. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say my Honda Civic and Jesus are on my side. Like, it's just really (laughs) lucky. Maybe it's the positive outlook on Miami. Miami's out to get you, Anna. Honestly, that could be it, Anna. Guys, we're gonna wrap up this episode with the good vibes segment. This is where we end the episode with some words of enlightenment and positivity. So, ladies, what are some ways living in Miami made you wisish? I think living in Miami has made me wisish because it's made me realize well, as I've grown, it's made me realize that even though I have such a big community like such a big community of Hispanics and Latinos like it really makes me realize that we have people to fall back on and we have a big group of people that are ready to stand up for us but we also need to realize that the rest of the United States and the rest of the world also doesn't think like that so you can't also isolate other people in your community simply because of political issues or a difference in values you have to you have to be willing to discuss and really find a common ground in order to look out for each other that's what it's made me realize and that's what's made me a little more wiseish or like um I don't know how Miami has made me wiseish you know I have a list of all the things I don't like about Miami but Miami gave me an opportunity to start over again. And although I'm not attached to Miami as I am to other places, that's something that I'll always hold, like remember it as, right? I think moving here really gave me an opportunity to heal from a lot of things that I've kind of went through. You know, I've met people here. If anything, Miami has brought me people like Sonia and Gabby, who have helped me and have helped me become a little bit more wisest. And that's just through them being open with me and sharing their experiences because they both come from different backgrounds. And seeing a different perspective has just, you know, I think it's made me more open-minded. It's, it's made me a little bit more wise about how other people go about their lives. And it's also kind of showed me a different perspective where people, the people who do live in Miami kind of do live in a bubble, right? They kind of don't uh, see outside of Miami. You know, I don't know, like people in Miami think about the world differently. They do have a different um, outlook at the, at the world <laughs> right now, especially right now. In some ways, I think living in Miami, I can't really pinpoint what it is about Miami maybe hopefully later on in life maybe when I'm in my 30s when I'm not in Miami maybe I'll be able to figure it out but 
for sure, living in Miami, there's pros and cons, but I'm really grateful for the friends I've made because they shaped me to be the person I am today and have built this foundation for me. And I know for a fact that I wouldn't had this if I went somewhere else for undergrad. Something I can relate to what Anna said is that, you know, I'm from Brainton and it is a larger population of white Americans. So coming down to Miami, my world kind of expanded and I saw what diversity looks like, what Latin diversity looks like, because that's not something you see everywhere else in America. And that is a positive to Miami. It could sometimes be a downfall, but I think like with any city, there's positive and goods. Miami sometimes tends to live in a bubble, but I think overall it has allowed me to grow in ways that I don't think I would have have grown if I went to Gainesville or went to Tampa or Tallahassee. Would you still have joined a sorority if you went to Gainesville? Gabby always tries to bring up the sorority thing. It's like the one thing Gabby has against me. It's the one thing she tries to come at me with. And honestly, you know, I probably would. You know me, nothing makes sense in my life. I just do things with the feel of it, you know? I'd probably be the only brown girl there, though. Oh, I feel like a lot of brown people go. I feel like a lot of brown people go to UF. Oh, not sorority-wise, though. I feel like a lot of, I don't think uh, I would see a lot of diversity within the sorority life, you know? Yeah, I was yeah. thinking more FSU, those kind of sororities. You know what I mean. Mm, okay. Yeah. But before we wrap up this episode, we wanted to kind of give a shout out to small businesses, specifically restaurants that are in Miami, you know, with COVID because coronavirus is still going on, guys. It may not seem like it, but homegirl, homeboy, it, they, it's out there and it's trying to get everyone. So we thought we should highlight these restaurants. These are restaurants that I've gone to, Gabby's gone to, Anna's gone to, and we've gotten takeout. And they're really great restaurants. For my pick, I went to Tran Ann. It's located in Little River, which is in North Miami. It's Vietnamese food. I had their chicken slaw and vermicelli bowl with braised beef. It wasn't too expensive and the food was delicious. It's in a very cute neighborhood and it has in the neighborhood, there's other small restaurants you can go to. And they have tables outside of the restaurant. So you can go out there and sit with your friends. I sat with my brother and we had like lunch together. It was a really nice day. Highly recommend. Very good food. Very cute. Anna, your pick? You know, probably the best one here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, La Placito Taco Grill. I literally just went to it last weekend and it's located on Bird Road. It's authentic Mexican food. When I tell you authentic, the cook was Mexican, okay? And recently I found out my friend's friend actually owns the place. So you're helping by purchasing and enjoying your food and you're helping a family. You know what I mean? A family that's close and radius to you. So, you know, I definitely... I definitely recommend going there because it's so good. It's outside seating. So it's, you don't have to be like super concerned about indoor seating uh, during these times. 
I have a different diet and, you know, to most of the population. So I got a veggie taco. Um, it was made of nopales and I think it had avocado. I don't know, but the sauce, the red sauce, you guys, the red sauce, get the red sauce. So good. The tortillas, mm, they test like corn tortillas. Okay, you guys. My place that I thought of and I love it. So this place is called Al Carbon. It's like, it's a burger place. And what I got, I really love it because I like thick burgers. Like I like it when it's meaty. It was, I think, what was it called, Sonia? It was like La Abuela or like Grandma or something like that. I forgot the name of it, but it had mushroom, a sweet sauce. Oh, wait, don't worry. Uh, let me let me describe it. Okay, yes. <laughs> so oh it my God. burger and it had mushrooms inside of the burger. So as you're biting, you get a different texture than the burger. You get that mushroom like texture. It's not, if you don't like mushrooms, then you don't taste it that much. But it's just like that different texture, that crunch of the mushroom. And then you get like that sweet i think it's like an onion relish or onion jam or something like that and it is so freaking good and they put goat cheese and arugula on it that shit was so good wow i like the first time i tried it i remember it like it was yesterday it was like four years ago but like i swear i cried it was so good like that i never thought a burger could be that amazing and that's when i started to actually like burgers but it's so good. When we went, the lady was an angel. If you look at their Instagram page, she took a picture of us going. So hit them up. They're on Coral Way, really near Shenandoah. It's amazing. I, I love it. And it's a small place. So you know that you're helping a local business. It's great. They have outdoor seating too. And mm -hmm. the waitress gave us free dessert. It was a good ass time, let me just say. <laughs> That is it for this episode, the 305. I hope you guys learned something more than I want to say what Drake. And oh, I didn't even mention DJ Khaled. We have DJ Khaled living in Miami. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Follow us on Instagram at wisishwomen with an A in women. You can even email us if you have any questions or concerns. Our email is wisishwomen at gmail.com. If you would like to share your questions on the podcast, email us or DM us. And remember, we will always keep you anonymous. I am Sonia Islam, one of your co-hosts of Wisish Women, alongside Anna Vega and Gabby Galvis. Thank you to the Wisish Women team, Anna Vega, Director of Socials, Sonia Islam, Director of Operation, and Gabby Galvis, Podcast Manager. See you guys the next time.